I am your host, Reed Horner. Sitting across from me is the man of many talents, Manny Adeye. I want to thank all of you out there for listening to us wherever you may be. This is the first and foremost, it's a show for you, the listener. We want you to be as involved as possible with the debates and for you to drive the content. All you have to do is email us or tweet us. We'll plug that at the end of the show and on the post below on WFUVsports.org. Yeah, the 30-minute-week podcast is meant to cover the entire sports world and all of its biggest headlines. So, I guess sit back, relax, let's get started. This week's word is MVP, because I am calling for the extinction of the MVP award in in all five professional sports. (laughs) All five major American sports leagues right now have an MVP award, but it's a mistake. Because the system we have now is the same way that a child picks out their favorite toy. Whatever one is the shiniest, the coolest, most fun to play with at that very moment. Not which is the most valuable toy on its own. Leagues do the same thing with their MVP awards. The essence of the problem comes from the fact that the criteria for winning an MVP award is different from what the award is meant to represent. MVP stands for Most Valuable Player, for those of you born on Mars. Value is the relative worth or importance of... To something. The problem is we don't give the MVP to the, to the athlete that has the most relative worth. We give it to who has the best season. Pretty much, usually the best player of that year, whether it be in the NFL, NBA, NHL. And, and that's where I have the problem is the, is the vagueness of value. There's a difference between being the best and being the most valuable. Here's the, it's the best explanation I've heard. Let's say you own, you, know, you those of you listening, say you own three cars and I own one. Your three cars are a Ferrari, a Maserati, and Lamborghini, or any other nice sports car you might like. And I have a Dodge Charger, which is a good-looking car. It runs. looks looks kind of nice. But it's nowhere near the quality of, of any of your three luxury sports cars. So I want to ask you this question. Who has the best car? I'm hard-pressed to believe many of you out there are fighting to, for the keys to my Charger. That being said... I want you to tell me which car out of the four is the most valuable. I would make a strong argument that my Toyota, not my Toyota, my Charger is the most valuable car out of all four. Think of it like this. We both have bills that we need to get paid and a job that we need to show up to. If my car breaks down, I have to take the BX12 down to work or I'm going to lose my job. All you have to do is take one of your other nice sports cars, show up to work in style, and no worries out there. When voting for the MVP, we make the same mistake. The most valuable is not synonymous with the best. Just because the Oakland Raiders can't win a game without Derek Carr and the Patriots went 3-1 and one without Brady doesn't mean Carr's a better QB than Brady, which is why Brady has better odds to win the MVP this year. In my mind, professional sports have two options. Option one, start awarding the MVP to the athlete who is the most valuable. Or option two, which is the one I recommend, just do what college basketball does. I can't believe I'm doing this. I have so many problems with college sports. But just follow college sports in this way and call the MVP from now on the player of the year. Or if that's too bland, take a page out of college football's book and just like, I don't know, put a fancy name in front of it to make it seem more prestigious. Whatever floats your boat. Do whatever you want. Just please, let's make the MVP award a thing of the past. And now here's Manny with the week's headlines. Headline number one. Now, the Falcons blew out the Packers. So the question is, if you were Aaron Rodgers, would you spend the rest of your career in Green Bay or would you look to find a different franchise to lead? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a question some people are asking now. Uh, that was an ugly game. I don't know. What did you think about 
coming into the game, did you think it was going to be close? Did you see Atlanta running away with it? Oh, listen, I've been tell- I've been saying this about the Green Bay Packers for a couple of weeks now. A lot of people build into the Aaron Rodgers hype. He is the most talented quarterback to play the game, hands down, ever. And that's a Tom Brady fan telling you that he's the most talented quarterback to play the game. Mm, hot take. At the same time, he is the one piece to the Packers' offense. They have no running game. Jordy Nelson is not one hundred percent healthy. This 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 offense is not run without him. And their defense is terrible. This was their defense going against the number one ranked offense of this season, putting up record numbers going with the with the uh, 07 Patriots, the 98 Vikings, and, and the uh, Dream Team in, uh, with the Rams. There, there was no way that they were going to stop these Falcons. The scoreboard actually makes it look a lot better than the game was. If you watch the game, they got stomped. Okay, what, they put up 21 points? They got lucky. They got stomped. It makes it look easier. What Aaron... I would agree with you that I don't know if he's the most talented quarterback in history. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL right now. Okay. People were really comparing this Packers team, were trying to, this run to when they won the Super Bowl, right? But you made a great point. The one thing this team doesn't have that that team had is they are horrible on defense. Terrible. You can have a subpar receiving core. You can have a subpar running game. If you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, but you cannot have a subpar defense. And that so Aaron Rodgers, I'm surprised they went in Dallas, honestly, because Dallas overall, they besides the quarterback position, yeah. was better than them. Yeah. But anyways, Hall of Fame talent, Hall of Famer one day, shows you just how far he can take you. But he's not Superman. Even Superman lost to Batman. I'm, spoiler alert. Sorry. That was a big spoiler. That's I did big not watch sp- that Okay, That's never crazy. mind. Anyways, but yeah, season's over now. The question I have is, why is Green Bay not have a good defense? Why does this generational quarterback not have the talent around him? And I have a, a little bit of a theory. You could disagree with me. I don't think Green Bay's a good football town. I think it's historic. It's been brought. It's it's one of the most famous cities in the NFL. But when it comes to free agents, I just don't think they want to go to cold Green Bay. Hmm. And I think that's hurt Aaron Rodgers because now Green Bay is in a position where if they don't draft wonderfully, not just good, wonderfully in the draft, they're going to have a subpar team around their franchise's great quarterback. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm 31, I have a Super Bowl with Green Bay, I've pretty much done as much as I can do here. Do I want to spend the next five, six years of my prime surrounded by guys that he may like, but work-wise are maybe not the elite of the elite? Or do I want to go to maybe an L.A. Rams that has talent around me? Do I want to go to another franchise, finish out my career there in a city I like more, in a bigger market, and potentially win more Super Bowls? See, this is what I think the problem is with Green Bay. They were extremely injury-prone this year. Talking about them losing their running backs, the, their issue at the, in the secondary. They almost had they have receivers playing secondary at one time. You know, they, they lost their safeties. They had Michael Hyde came from the safety position to play corner and things like that. They've been plagued with injuries. However, at the same time, I do see your point. And no one wants to play in Wisconsin. It is cold. It's a great, it's a great say. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> Granted, great history. Bart Starr, Brett, uh, Brett Favre, all that, yada, yada, yada. But I'm thinking just off the field life because yeah, if yeah. you're a player, you're a multimillionaire in the prime of your life. Do you? I mean, Green Bay's nice. It's a nice town, but it's not that, that a, star athlete. You can't town. really br- build your brand in Wisconsin, you know? Think of like OBJ in New York. Guys in L.A. I never thought Aaron Rodgers fit in Green Bay. Does that make sense? I think yeah. he's an iconic Green Bay, but his personality, his persona, 
even well, how he, he is really now, f- he doesn't really fit with, if I didn't, with his family with his personality. Okay, that's well, a that's a different story. I would, yeah. but I'm thinking team wise, he's such a West Coast guy. It's yes. weird he ended up with uh, yeah. Cheesehead Nation. But anyways, yeah. Uh, so where do you think? <laughs> where do you think Aaron Rodgers would go? I was trying to think that. I really like the Rams. I mean, he's not going to leave. That's the one. Yes, thing. he won't leave. At least, at least he won't leave because of Green Bay trades him. He could definitely leave after his contract. I mean, up. for Who's rating now? purposes, for bringing back the oomph in football. I'm and talking TV about quality ratings. of life. Quality life. Bring to New York. Play for the Jets. He has a celebrity girlfriend where all celebrities live. Listen, I'm telling City you. City of Angels. I don't know. It's debatable. Very it is debatable. debatable. But that's what I want to hear from you guys, too. Tweet us at 30 Minute Week on Twitter and 30 Minute Week at gmail.com. Email us your questions, what you think. 30 Minute Week, kind of... not 30 Minute A Week. Some people have made this mistake already. Yeah, no, not a week. 30 Minute Week. <laughs> Anyways, I believe the headline that comes after number one is. The Patriots. Headline number two, man. You have to say headline number two. No, 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 no. We jump right to it when it comes to this team. The Patriots handled the Steelers. Now, which organization do you think – well, which organization were you more impressed by, the Steelers or the Patriots? What organization was that? Well, I think the Patriots were way more impressive. This is the problem I have with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just think that they are mismanaged. There's something wrong with this team is that they have problems – that teams like the Patriots, like Dallas doesn't have anymore. Like certain organizations, for whatever reason, culture wise, don't have the problems that they have. And then when you're at this high level and you're trying to win the AFC championship, every little bit matters. So do I think the Facebook Live thing with Antonio Brown is the reason they lost the game? No. But I think it's indicative of a culture that maybe is a little bit too loose at times. And I think to take that next level, especially in this modern day era as a dynasty, you need to be more buttoned up. You can do that all within yourselves, but letting the outside world know who you are, being divisive within the locker room, that causes a problem, and I think I'm not. The, Big Ben's called out his team for stuff like this too. Like the, the team is not buttoned up, and I and I think you have to look and criticize Tomlin for that. For as good of a coach as he is, he's not run this team. I don't think to the best of its ability. I think that you you make a good point. It's funny because we agree a lot today. We normally don't do this, but the, our our viewers will find that out. But I feel like Tomlin's kind of trying to run the ship like the way Pete Carroll does it. You know, Pete Carroll, everyone's free. Everyone be your own self. Do you? Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. And yeah, yeah, and we'll make it work. But that doesn't work for everybody. That doesn't work all the time, actually, if you want to put it like that. And we, we've seen this before in, in, in the NFL history. You had guys like Deion Sanders playing on the same team as Jerry Rice, who were two completely guys who two guys who were on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. You know, Deion was more of the flashy guy in the media. Jerry Rice was very conservative, worked hard, and things like that. And we we've seen the success in both. But when you when you play it up against one on one with the Steelers and the Patriots. It's not going to work. That organization, starting from Mike Tomlin, something needs to change. He needs to change this the buddy-buddy relationship that he has with the players or with the coaching staff because everyone gets out of hand and it's just not right. But I don't think either of We're not calling for his job. I'm no, just saying, no, Tomlin, no. you need to make some changes because you yeah. have the potential to be a top-five coach in this league. And no, I just think, I think button I it think up. He's top five. You he's think he's top, top, top oh, five, yeah, top, top five, top five? Yeah, definitely top five. My Drake quote of the day. No, you didn't get that. No, I, yeah, right over the head. I'm not. A, mm. Anyways, mm. Before, I think we have a little bit of time before we get to the next headline. I have kind of a thought that you may you won't agree with me. I don't think. I think this may be potentially Tom Brady's last season with the Patriots, and I'm pretty confident <laughs> to say, I'm pretty confident to say that this will be the last Super Bowl we're ever going to see him in. <laughs> Is Tom that, Brady at 39, you think this is his last Super Bowl? You think this is his last season, sorry, with the Patriots? 
He bleeds blood, buddy. Like, come on. He bleeds he's blood amazing, like the rest but of he's us. going. I'm sorry. As great as he is, he's going to hit a wall. Like, and he's getting old. Yes, he is going to hit the wall. Like, and the NFL's hard. But his wall is not next season. Brett Favre did this. Brett Favre had a great season when he was Brett 40. Favre he hit that is 41. Not Tom Brady. You got to give me more content than that, buddy. No, Tom Brady I'm, has changed his diet. He's changed his regimen. He's okay. think about think about the amount of times Tom Brady has gotten hit compared to the amount of times Brett Favre has gotten hit. He's not his body. The way Tom Brady gets body, hit a lot. He's one of the most hit Tom quarterbacks Brady, in NFL no, history. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Look, no. I'm telling you. No, don't don't base that off of the way last season ended when he had you know the. Uh, revolving door at the O line, and he was gonna hit left to right. No, Tom Brady barely gets. I'm not gonna be vilified ever. for this. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback in history. That's fine. I just don't believe he's superhuman. No one said he is. And I'm also, you can't argue this. Are the Patriots not an organization that has been known to say follow the saying "pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered"? Yes. That they cut players in their prime, or not in their prime. But they cut players before they hit that cliff. They've done that with Richard Seymour. They've done that with a myriad of different players. Are you telling Why me would Brady is, not be different? Are you telling me that this is the last year that Tom Brady will be any type of remotely good? I think I th- when his numbers are increasing year by year. My prediction. My prediction is that because they made the Super Bowl, obviously not. It would be such bad form that even the Patriots couldn't cut Tom Brady. Even though you just said they but would. But Garoppolo. Right? You ready? Yeah. Garoppolo ready. is behind Tom Brady. Okay. Garoppolo showed great promise. That's fine. Patriots know that. They don't want to lose him, and Garoppolo does not want to spend his entire career sitting behind him, much like an Aaron Rodgers, his Brett Favre situation. Career. Tom Brady's 39. Yeah, let me I'm finish. not saying he has yeah, let me finish. Years. Okay, go ahead. Tom Brady, I will say, after this season, will have one more season with the Patriots. Oh, goodness. And then, you know what? You know what, Reed? I, we're all going to praise him, but he may go on to another team for a year or two, you know or what? he may just retire. No, but I think that that's what needs to happen because it would be a mistake. It's very hard to get a franchise quarterback in the NFL, and Garoppolo could potentially be that. And I will really blame the Patriots management if they Garoppolo get rid could. of Garoppolo just to hold on to Brady for one more extra year. Brady then leaves, and they have no Brady or Garoppolo, and they're stuck being the Oakland Raiders until Derek Carr falls in their lap. Well, that's what I don't want to happen for well, the Patriots organization. One, that's not going to happen to the Patriots organization. Why wouldn't the it? The Patriots have a knack for finding ta- for finding talent that fits their system. The Patriots have a knack for winning. They don't have a knack for drafting franchise quarterbacks. That's fine. That's not. That's it's not, not fine if you don't have not, one. That's not what they're about, though. They're not about drafting their franchise. They're going to be if they don't have a franchise quarterback. What, what, what you're saying, like Tom Brady's going to go down the next year and a half. Yes, that's exactly Tom what Brady I'm saying. Has a max three to four years left. Are you? So he's so he's Jimmy gonna, Garoppolo gone to the year what two thousand I I played against him my freshman year, almost oh, almost yeah hold um, on. and the um uh, well he got to the year two thousand fourteen, the guy is like I don't know what what was that three three years in the league was he like twenty six is he is he gonna be uh out of his prime in anytime soon in three more years no is he gonna want to sit behind Brady for three more years honestly I would sit behind Brady for three more years that's a guarantee uh, AFC championship three more times. That's a guarantee. I, well, I don't know if you're the best barometer. Another, I think another, you do a lot of things for Brady. I think Garoppolo has a professional career to look afterwards. Anyways, we're not we're gonna agree to disagree. I knew that was gonna get him hyped, I knew, but I, 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 knew I we believe. weren't gonna agree for the host. Okay. Oh, oh, now I now I'm not gonna cue you. you just ready? Headline three. number three: Russell <laughs> Westbrook does not. Make the all-star stars list. Read, read. I heard you have a whole big <laughs> fiasco to tell me. Uh, let me hear it. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, this whole process is a joke. Okay. I think that the fans have lost their right to have a say in who makes the all-star game. I think if you did not vote Russell Westbrook to be a starter 
on the West All-Star team. You should have your NBA fandom revoked, and you should have the person with the biggest hand nearest you hit you upside of the head. Because it is ridiculous. Now, putting Steph Curry in front of him as well, what would warrant that, okay? I may not think Russell Westbrook's the best player to start a team with because I feel that... uh, just yet building a franchise, his style of play is not one I want to build around. Regardless, the man's averaging a triple-double. He's messing around and getting the proverbial triple-double, and now he's going to mess around playing tic-tac-toe on the bench with his friends because the fans want to vote the baby-faced assassin who's averaging eight less points than him, four less assists, and six less rebounds. What about Steph Curry makes him more... That, that's the, it's not even, I'm not even arguing that Steph Curry shouldn't be a starter. It's what about Steph Curry, make, could someone logically say, makes him go ahead of Russell Westbrook? I want to hear someone tell me that. And if you agree with me, I don't care if you do or not. But those of you <laughs> listening, please tweet us again or email me. Let me know because I would love to tell you why you're wrong. Let me play devil's advocate just for a little bit. Just this for a tad bit. It gets me tight. He's... Russell is not so efficient. He takes like fifty shots a game. I agree with you though, but okay. but but, but Which what is about, why I wouldn't surround my team with him. Okay, but... what about somebody's point like that? He takes about fifty shots a game, and he makes what about twenty? You know. But okay, let me let me make this argument though. Steph Curry has so much less defense on him because of the team he's on. Clay right. Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, the best player on the team. They all get the. De- when you go to play the Oklahoma City Thunder as a defense in the NBA, what are you doing? Oh, we're going to quadruple team Westbrook pretty much. He is the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. And the fact that everyone knows that, everyone knows what he's doing, and he continues to do it and then not get recognized in the All-Star game. Mm -hmm. And people go, oh, it's an All-Star game. It doesn't matter. It does matter because the same people that say it doesn't matter will then go and say, oh, well, look at this. Hall of Fame, he's been to the All-Star team 11 times starter or whatever. Like, that that's means true, that's something, true. No, that, okay? You're right, the you're game right. itself may not be as competitive as an NBA game, but side note, I like I like the play as it is. Like, it's fun. They get to, Regardless, he should be a starter because it just, it's just a matter of respect. Yeah, and, and again, I agree with you. I was going to play devil's advocate for a little bit, but honestly, it's, it's, test you. it's ridiculous. The first show, it I mean, bad. Come on, like, think about... I th- honestly, it's, it's turned in, and you think about the NFL Pro Bowl. and I, that, I hate the, the Pro Bowl. They should everything delete that. Is just a, besides <laughs> the fact that it's played soft, the NFL Pro Bowl, but these two games are just a popularity um, contest. Zaza know? Pachulia, if it were not for the I fact— I don't really understand why he's—I just know there's well, no point. This is the first there. year that they had the media has 25% of the vote, and then the players have 25% of the well, vote. Who is Zaza Pachulia? The center for the Golden no, State no, Warriors. No, I mean, yes, Reed, obviously, oh. but— <laughs> Sorry, who I is? Was just, I, I, I was getting caught up. I forgot. I you, can see okay. you getting very hot. Who okay. is that? Like seriously, what is it? What is his stat line? What makes him so special besides the team he plays it's for? It's the country he oversees. Fans are just voting for him because of whatever reason. That's why I hate that. It's ridiculous. It makes a joke of the NBA All Star Game, and then in turn, people can say, "Oh, look, the NBA All Star Team Game's a joke because he's in it." It's like a self fulfilling yeah, prophecy. True. That's true. <sighs> okay. You all right, Reed? Can I jump in here, guys? Oh, what's up, Ty? All right, so I'm very heated about Russell Westbrook, and I just want to say something really quickly. We touched about it um, on our Pick and Pod Yeah, go podcast. check that out, by the way. Definitely check us out on uh, WFUVsports.org, our Pick and Pod podcast. Me and Reed have been doing a couple shows this past week. But player efficiency rating is a key stat for me, and the fact that Russell Westbrook has a 30 um, player efficiency rating and Steph Curry has a 22, that just says – Says Ridiculous. it all, and not to mention that, like Reed said, they're honing in on Russell every play because he's the only option. So, 
I thought it was a travesty he's not starting. I just want to throw that out. I like that word, though, travesty. It really was. And honestly, I, I'm being nice because I was really upset during the Picking Podcast, and <laughs> I, 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 I gave my uh, my two cents. So Well, actually, great timing. Tyler coming down from the heavens. <laughs> We're done with that week's headlines. Now it's time for the segment where we answer you guys, your guys' questions, listener question segment. Tyler has our emails going we, up. We got a couple emails here from a couple fellows. They got some questions for you guys. You guys ready? Yeah, man. All right, so Darian from from Cortland says, how do you feel about the style of play in the NBA compared to previous decades, and do you feel like the NBA is going in a positive direction, and why or why not? That is a great question. That's Um, a a college-educated man right there. That is somebody who knows knows his sports because the NBA has turned into a three-point contest, a three-point shootout, a big highlight shootout, and you could partially blame that on – Steph Curry and the Warriors, but uh, I don't want. I don't want to throw that out there. They're not the only ones that shoot threes. Yeah, Cavalier yeah. side are actually yeah, they're, they're shooting more threes. Better than the three point shooting team yeah. than the Warriors. And uh, but and you and you can think about it. everyone's big on the highlight plays. Think about how Lob City was a thing in, in uh, L A a couple years ago. Honestly, I don't like it. Where we're not uh, giving any credit to big men down low and what they can do and how they play the style of uh, basketball, and it's really taken away from. It's making it. I don't want to say one dimensional in the threes, but it's it's shortening. You know I, what can happen. Okay, I think you're overreacting a little bit, and no, I think you're no, overreacting just because you don't want it to go any further. I agree with you. I'm not. I think the three point shot's been really good for the league in expanding its brand because the average fan it makes it more exciting for the average fan. But I think we're starting to get in an area where it's dangerously dero- uh, eroding the game of basketball. Yeah. And that maybe this is, I have an old school approach to it. You know, I love. I think the point guard shouldn't be your main scorer. For example, I think your point guard should be a passer and then a scorer. I think that, and I'm not all. I'm not saying, oh, let's get, let's go back to the days where we just Bill Russell back him up, Akeem Olajuwon, even though, what a great player. I'm not talking about just go back to the big man post, but a good mixture between the two. Well, I don't think a team. Well, I know a team that relies on the three point shot can't win a championship, at least for prolonged, especially for prolonged years. I mean, the Warriors have proved that. You know what I mean? The year they won the championship was not because they were a three-point shooting team. They had a great defensive squad. The next year, they went a little bit away from that. But that's a side note. Um, That being said, I don't see how the game can stop where it's going. It seems to be becoming more and more three-point oriented. And there's even talks now about them moving it back to the four-point line, like making a four-point line. Yeah, I heard about that. I hate that idea. I just, I really hope it doesn't become more three-point centric than it is, but, you know, I can't say it won't because I didn't think we'd be where we are now five years ago, honestly. True. All right, so we got a bunch of NBA questions coming in because we got, I got three more questions for you guys. They're all NBA related. That's fine. So let me go to Alex in the Bronx, and he says, do you think Carmelo Anthony should be traded? And if so, where do you think he'll go? Uh, I don't know who wants to cover the money for Carmelo well, this, the big thing was that he said he'd actually be willing to go. He's one of two players with a with a no trade in his con- contract. Him and honestly, Dirk Nowitzki. That's a good way to pronounce if, it. If you guys um, want me to be honest, I've given up on Melo getting the ring. So it doesn't matter where he goes to end out and finish out his career. I wouldn't do that. I I've done it. Are unless, you giving up uh, on Melo? Are you giving up on Melo having a ring as the number one guy in the team or in general? That's what I was gonna say. Uh, and wh- wh- so where do you think he's gonna go with a team that could p- potentially I th- beat Clippers. the Warriors or? The- I think Melo Clippers. I think Melo will keep Clippers. Yeah, I think if, if you add Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and um, those guys oh, can't Blake say Griffin. they can't say healthy. But okay. listen, if you get Melo, you're probably going to trade Blake. So if you got Chris, Melo, and DeAndre, I think you can make a run. 
That's just that's me, but I'm a Clippers we guy. We so. don't got time I for think, me to get <laughs> I think Melo's been miscategorized his entire career. I think that he is one of the greatest scorers this yeah, NBA granted. has ever seen. Yes. I think he had the potential to be more and chose to never be that. And for that reason, a lot of fans, Knicks fans especially, have this animosity towards him that I don't think is warranted. I think once he got far enough in his career, you should have been like, you know what, this is who he is. He's going to be, he, I think he would still be, and throughout his career would have been, a great number two to a championship roster. He's not a number one guy. You know what I mean? So if he goes to the Clippers, Chris Paul there. I think Chris Paul is a number one kind of guy, maybe getting older so he's years down. Miami's going to make a big splash again, too. They're really good at free agents. I think Carmelo could go there. I just like the fact that he's open to leaving it, and uh, hopefully, eventually, this Knicks team could become Kristoff's team uh, down the line. Hmm, maybe. All right, so we, I got two Collins uh, coming in and asking us some questions. I'm going to start with Colin from Ithaca, New York, uh, Cornell University. And uh, excuse me, guys. Let me just get the email up. Okay, so if you were able to make an all-NBA fun team to watch, who would be your starting five or the players you find to be the most enjoyable to watch? Some players that come to mind are Isaiah Thomas, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. What do you guys think? That was a great job. By Colin, huh? Coming in with those three guys. No, by you pronouncing the pronunciation. Yeah, me and Manny were like, honest, wait, honest, Giannis Antetokounmpo? No, you messed up the second time. Stop wearing your head, buddy. Great people to watch on one team. So it's the starting five. But not your best all five times. Is it, is it, does it matter the decade or just now? Oh, no. Um, all time. All okay. time. Call them the popcorn squad. All NBA fun team to Get watch. All NBA fun team. Allen Iverson. Uh, wow, this is actually hard. I like wow. this question. I, I got this a couple is, This is my... crazy hard. Allen. Uh, uh, wow. It's tough uh, after Michael, that. Michael. Uh, Kobe. Shaq. And KG. KG. I like that five. I think, I think that'd be a crazy like five. five. Um, LeBron James has to be on it. I think Michael Jordan, again, to see LeBron and Michael Jordan on the same team would be amazing. Just imagine. I think Charles Barkley, I would want to put on that team. I think I he's one of the most freakiest players we've ever seen in the NBA, 6'4", acting like he's 6'10". Just, and he's entertaining, true. too. That's true. Um, I would put Bill Russell. I also I love history. And I love politics. Whatever. I think he's been he's done so much for the game and, and sports in general. I think he's such a pioneer just to see him on the same court as LeBron. And he's one of the greatest to ever play for different yeah. reasons. See him on the court, I think would be entertaining in that respect. And then I would have to go. Um, I like that Allen Iverson pick. Yeah, man. I would go with this, the exciting point guard. That. Um, you guys are missing an obvious one that I'm going to say. I really don't. would like to also go. I'm going to say Steve Nash. Oh, no, no, no. Or Steve Nash or Jason Williams. I want to have a point guard that can score, Ooh. but that just can make these flashy passes. I, I would go Jason Williams, white chocolate. Not because he's the best point guard. He wore 55, so I like him. But I think, <laughs> but because I think he, if he were running the point to have Le, the passes he could do and the ways LeBron and like Michael could finish would That's be true. pretty fun to watch. You guys are missing an obvious, obvious one. Showtime Lakers, Magic Johnson should be that point mm. guard. I was thinking, oh, that's true. I, I was might, thinking Magic, but once I had LeBron, I, I might think. take KG out for Sean Kemp. And oh, Sean Kemp and, and Dennis Rodman was another guy yes. I was thinking of. Just because, just because it's fun, you know. It's what about fun dun- team dunking Blake Griffin? We can do prime? this all sure. on two K, guys. Don't forget that. <laughs> oh, yo, it's we pretty can cool. do this. I on always 2K. am looking for someone to embarrass, you know. Oh, <laughs> that's in the hold on. challenge. Gauntlet drop. All right, so I got the last question, guys, from Colin from from the Bronx again. Do you think the Warriors' recent win against the Cavaliers is going to set the tone for nope. the finals coming up? Nope. And in the likely event that they will both meet again in the finals, nope. 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 who do you think will come out on top? The Cavs, um, the Cavs has a revenge for getting blown out, or the Warriors win in the because of their momentum? No. 
Thank I you. Don't think it means anything, right? <laughs> Honestly, think about last year. The the Warriors won both regular season games. Right, and think about it again. It's the regular season. It's not. It's not the playoffs. You know, people te- teams change. Players come out to play when the postseason. Well, the Warriors showed that, right? Yeah. All time regular season team exactly. and then lost, lost in the playoffs. I think if there was one, I would just argue with a little bit. If there's one game that meant a little bit more, it was that Christmas Day oh, yeah. game. That just Christmas, not because, was the first time. No, it. Yes and no, but it was also a bigger. It's one of the biggest stage regular season games, so you could feel it was more True. pressure than a regular season game. True, I didn't. I didn't watch the second game. Yeah, I I watch. It was a blowout early. So I, didn't watch it. I was at church about basketball. But no, yeah, that's what I think. I think the Christmas Day was more indicative of what the playoffs would be like, not uh, our, this past one. But who knows? It'll just be exciting. Just a quick side note: the Warriors beat the Cavs in the regular season twice last year by twenty five po- points each. So mm. it doesn't mean nothing when the finals. Come also around. lost three one. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's going to grow as much as uh, you guys grow with us. So please, again. And that was s- us on our best behavior. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, you're going to see us on our worst behavior. No? No, no, I, no. I, I try to be cool, which no, is not cool. No, no. Anyways, so again, if you have any opinions, questions you want us to talk about throughout the week, anything, email us at 30minuteweek at gmail.com. We will either answer you for sure or even talk about it on the show maybe. We also have a Twitter account. I want you to tweet us your questions, yeah, tweet us, yeah. share everything with your friends, everything that start the 30-Minute Week community at 30-Minute Week Pod. For Manny Day, Tyler Freer, I'm Reed Horner. And I'm in this space with you. <laughs> I just Goodbye for now, guys. <laughs> hey, it's Reed with one more thing. I know this episode's coming out a little later in the week, but the 30-Minute Week Podcast is scheduled to come out with a new episode every Tuesday afternoon, so come back to WFUVsports.org for every week's newest episode. Can't wait to see you guys. See you next Tuesday.